Marty, she's got me by the balls, Marty. Really? And A is short for abysmal. <laughs> There's a way to do it. If I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, here's how you do it. Step one, pick up your phone. Step two, yeah. pay Christopher Lloyd to do a cameo. Gotcha. Step three, he says, Marty. <laughs> oh. I think there's a better chance that Christopher Lloyd can mimic you guys better than you can mimic him. Marty. Yeah. Stop shitting your pants. Oh, liver. Oh, liver. I'm trying to eat my rendered pig, pig anus in peace. Andrew Boardman's in favor of burning down buildings. But not liver. I sure hope. And that's what really matters. Let's take a look at that. What's that? Oh, 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 oh! Chris Black, okay, Ace, Devlin Kane. I, I think that's all good stuff. Of course. I like it. And Jared Jacks. Okay. Nice. Effects on here? I didn't even know I could. That's very good. Oh, like these kind of effects? <laughs> I gave it the old Armani. I like the shuffler. How's that? It's, it's strong. The boner noise is strong. Imagine how much less sex people would be having if that was actually a noise that happened. Like, you know, first date. What was that? <laughs> Nothing, man. <laughs> no, I definitely heard something. It sounded like a, like a spring in an old couch. Well, I feel like springs in old couches. <laughs> Sound machine makes everything better. I've given up on that for now. So we're just I can see that we're recording. I can see we're working. We're not live. Okay. We're just talking. Okay. Yeah, it was only eleven bucks to fill it. Really? Yeah, and I like I mean I was like Okay, cool. Are we are ready for our trip then. Just sitting here eating Nana chips. Uh, quick question. So you're picking her up. You guys will be back, what, Sunday night? Is she going straight to Arlene's or is she staying? No, I'm not going to take her to help some fun. Monday I'm off Monday. So. Jay, Monday. got a question. 
Strong date. Portillo's. Oh. Italian sausage. Yeah. Cheese sauce. Yeah. Spicy jardinera. Oh boy. Very tasty. Did you guys have the liver? No. <clears throat> what uh, what fine establishment were you eating at that you ordered the liver, by the way? What's it called? I don't know. Yeah, where we? Asked. What's that place called? We ate at. She's in the back. She's never gonna hear it. It's on late and highway one hundred. Forum. Late. Forum. Oh, okay. The forum? Yeah, the little Greek. The Greek restaurant will have the liver. Well, those Greeks know how to cook up some shit. And it, no, they don't. It's but they know how to hire some Mexicans who know how to cook up some shit. Unlike Ew. the Turks. Who steals shit. Take it easy on the Turks, okay? Uh, when I get my hat back, I'll rescind everything I've ever said about them. You'll settle for one out of the two? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You've really fallen on your crusade to get those hats back. I know. But I gotta, I gotta salvage something. Could you see? Could you call him and see if he died from COVID yet? And if not, can you send those hats back? <laughs> Lane would have to contact you. Why? Because you had the information. And he like you, you seem to be chummy with this fella. Which one? Ahmed. Oh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of it right now. Oh, jeez. I uh, stayed right at his place, right in the basement. Heard his child fall down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I feel like we lived a whole life together, you know? Rina Sararusa? <laughs> Vladimir? <laughs> Hold on. I can see his face. I can too. We're wearing my fucking hats. <laughs> Ergen. 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 Ergen Sturgen. Married, loves driving, wants to travel the world. I don't feel like you was married when we were there. <laughs> May 2020, Ryan from Kansas City says, Don't stay here. Nothing is as described. To which Ergen responds, Ryan, you came late and I still accepted it. Alright? If you saw the place and you could have chosen a different place, you made the decision and you complain about it. I don't understand. See? He just wants to fight with people. What a piece of shit. <laughs> what a real piece of shit. 
or Ergen. I need to know. I, I gotta, I gotta get into the family in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Taking them off. No, no, I gave them all. Show, show grandpa, do it. Perfect. Like go, go, boop, boop, boop. Your turn, Joan. Oh, you don't want to do it now? She's doing it for like an hour today. Where are you? Right. Where's Ryan? He's coming. Be good, okay? Have right. fun with your big mo projector movie night. Okay? Hey, hey. have fun tomorrow at oh, movie night, okay? Wait, did you get no fight with the waitress? No, with Melissa Banty. Grandpa, I don't know where I put my movies. Why? Did you get into a fight with Melissa Banty? Why? Because she's like, they shouldn't be in the streets, and they shouldn't be doing this, and they shouldn't be doing... You can't tell them what they should and shouldn't do. Well, you, you technically you can. They don't have to listen. That's the whole point of social media. Where did I put my movies? You can tell... You you could say they're silly, and people could say, no, they're not. Yeah, I just told her, I was like, look, as a white woman, I don't know. I can't find my movies. And I said, what? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm living a hard life. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, I love you. Love you too. Have a good night, guys. Please drive safe. Drive safe. We will. We will do our best. Bye, Ryan. We'll see you when we get back. Yeah, like maybe. We're going downstairs to get my lunch. Maybe, like, Monday we might hang. We can hang. I'll be here. You could come here. Oh, do you have the kids? Did you get the kids? Kids? They were. I think I put them over there. I'm not worried for our kids. Like right over here. Bye, baby. No, I can't find you. Right? my keys. I gave them to Dad. Okay, sorry. I, we filled, filled, filled up your gas. I didn't want to take any more. It only Thank took you. 11. Thank you. Bye. All right. Please all right. drive safe. I will check up on you guys tomorrow. All right. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. All Cheers. right. All right. All right. Did you see Donald Trump committed $41 million to U.S. Uh, Department of Transportation funding to Milwaukee for their East-West Bus Rapid Transit project. I did. Bringing modern transit to the region's most critical corridor and spur <coughs> millions in economic development. Love, Wisconsin. Now, spin it. Give me an anti-Trump uh, uh, sentiment right now because of this. Go. <laughs> I mean, aren't they done building the thing? You media people. 
Hey man, ask me. Go for it. We all live on the north side. How the fuck are we gonna get around if it runs east west? So here's what here's what here's the anti-Trump that came from this. Ready? I'm gonna read you a few of the idiots online. Does that mean we get the hazard pay thirteen extra dollars per hour? I don't no. even know what that means. Yeah. That money is for that useless rapid transit bus route on State Street, not for us. It is not. Um, I'm telling you, man, he can't. He could save a drowning kid and be like, that guy wanted to die. Yep. Yikes. Hot takes. Like, I don't want to fucking defend this idiot. But do you want to have hot takes? Uh, they're coming out of my ass right now. <laughs> they're hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Newberry's doing great for his run for, to be a senator. To be the senator, yeah. Yeah, the mayor of Milwaukee is a putz. All right, good. <laughs> good job. That's, it'll be so he's trying to curry the Jewish vote. I guess. Did you sign up to like his page? Uh, I think I was invited. Oh, I was invited, and I swiped right past <laughs> it. No, you got to follow a good dumpster fire, man. Oh, yeah. Well, can we start? Yeah, I mean, I've been recording for like 13 minutes. So th is this going to make the blooper reel? Some of it. I wish like we could take all the pre-show shit and just make like some best stuff. Marty. Marty. <laughs> oh, who are we? Jesus I Christ, bro. I just turned to my right. Bernie Brewer is still there. <laughs> Come in. With his blue nightmare eyes. Oh. Be ready for... um. We're going to make some random random calls today, too, I'm sure. Okay. Random calls. Sorry, I love my food. All right, let's count it bad. down. Okay. In three, okay, two, one. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside these gentle... Shalom, we all have some hookspot here <laughs> It is the Ross Family Matters podcast, family podcast 65, right? Shit. Okay We're one away from a Ray Nitschke Does anybody really know? Is anybody keeping track? The, well, the website, is, our podcast page. Is. We have we have a podcast website. Yeah. We don't. Well, it's on Facebook. Let's take a look here. So I am while you, while you do that, I am Hotshot Scott Williams. Vic the Stick Ross is to my right. Across the table, we have um, Jiggy Jack Spade. Hey, we called some topics by reaching out to some of our friends. I even asked a successful podcaster, Derek St. Holmes. If he had any topics, he rejected. A successful podcast. <laughs> yeah. we, we talk to people who have better, uh, more consistent podcasts yeah. than we do. Yeah. And, and, and who actually know wrestling. And I tried to see if he had any ones that he had rejected that he was going to hand over to us. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We're like the monkeys throwing shit at each other podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Well, if you like that, we're going to be throwing a lot of poo today. So we're going to not leave you hanging. We're going to do an old NWA Saturday night where we were out of time, but we'll show you the ending of this match next week. So last week we had we were given a, a task by one of our avid listeners to come up with a, a five-match card using only Indy. And I'm going to eat banana chips. So I gave my card, and I think I still have it here, and, and we'll run it down here. Um... You're gonna give the quick, uh, the quick recap. Yeah, yeah. So I had um, Justin Dredd against uh, Adam Grace in the opener. Okay. I had a couple tag matches in there. The, the second tag match of the night, or second match of the night, first tag match would have seen Jack Spade um, and uh, his, his partner Derek St. Holmes take on the Caribbean Connection. Yes. We had Dysfunction and Chris Black to send us into intermission. We had a tag match coming out of intermission. The Curse, being Tyler Sullivan and Sean Priest, taking on um, a team of the team of Nick Colucci and TW3 as Ricky Morton. And our main event was two out of three falls for the title, Ben McCoy versus Joey M. So that was my card. And I know some people took umbrage with it and felt slighted. And I said that if I were really booking, I'd have 15 matches on. Wait, you had people who took umbrage? Yeah, because there's so many people I like, I would have overbooked the show and it would have been really long. But they told me five, so I went with five. I heard they were so upset they almost plotzed. <laughs> well, Did anybody call you a putz? <laughs> no, they didn't call me a putz, but they had a little bit of schmitz on their face. <laughs> did they have any schmitz gay on their face? <laughs> yes, they did. They did. Um, so that was my show, my card. I think it would be an amazing night of wrestling. Um, Angel Armani would be ringside for one match. Vic Stick Ross would be managing in another one. I think we'd have quite a night. So, Vic, I'm going to let you give me your five-match card. All right. So first I'm going to give you my ten wrestlers I've selected for my card. Okay. Uh, in no particular order. Angel Armani. Oh, wrestling, huh? Joey Avalon. Yep, good solid choice. Devlin Kane. Okay. Aesop Mitchell. All right. Chris Black. All right. Jared Jacks. Yep. T.C. Washington. Great. Rough Crossing. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. Dysfunction. Okay. And Jack Spade. Now, can I say, like, four of those guys are on my card already. Goddamn nepotism. And every one of those people are amazing. And belong on any great card anywhere. So, I think you've made great choices with your wrestlers. Now, let's hear how you put the well, Listen, card. I had no trouble writing down those nine. But for the life of me, I couldn't think of another wrestler, so I just wrote Jack Spade. I was going to say, goddamn nepotism. <laughs> uh, Strikes again. So, my opener is Aesop Mitchell versus T.C. Washington. Okay. I have Aesop going over dirty. So, T.C.'s a face. Uh, T.C. Washington, he is. Okay. Uh, in the second match, I have Chris Black versus Angel Armani. Okay. Black over by DQ because Aesop runs in to break up the three count. Oh. TC makes the save to even things up. Here we go. Saving some money. Uh, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I do. Uh, match, I did something similar. That's why. Match three is Devlin Kane versus Jack Spade, where I put Jack Spade over clean. Hell because yeah. Because I needed a baby face with a clean win at that point. Okay. And he needed him fat. Okay. Well, uh, then we take a small intermission. Yeah. 
Match four is Jared Jacks versus Joey Avalon. Okay. I have Jared over clean. Whoa. But with Avalon's foot on the rope and the referee not noticing. So it's clean, but it ain't. Okay. If you follow yeah, me. I do follow, yes. Okay. And match five, I have Rough Crossing taking on Dysfunction. Out of the gate, it's all rough. Armani and Ace. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's rough all right. crossing. Rough, rough is the face? Rough is your face. Okay. Out comes Armani and Aesop. Cause a DQ. Out come TC and Chris Black. There you go. It's immediately turned into a six-man six tag. Send it with out. your baby faces of Chris Black, TC Washington, and... Rough crossing. Uh, excuse me, I got all excited. Yes, rough crossing going over. Okay, it's a good, good, good night of rough. I'd pay for that. One more time. Rough crossing. Crossing. All right. Let me tell you something. If I met Ryan Reynolds, okay, we're not there. Yet. I would yeah, yeah. pre-slice nope, my anus with a razor and stretch it out, That's just weird. so that he had an easier time getting into my rectum. So it was a really strong time. Rough crossing! So that's how you lead off your show. <laughs> yes. With a spoken word. Yep. <laughs> that's the promo. That's my Paul Heyman speech in the back. Okay. Oh, nice. Wow. There you go. It's a little beyond the mat reference. All right. So we're going to go uh, based on this. And, and uh, this is primarily just people I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's... I mean, it, it's, I mean, let's face it. Isn't... Let's, as much as I'm, we tried to find great, and all these guys so far we've mentioned are all great workers, right? Mm-hmm. But in the end, isn't promoting partially guys you like as long as they can work? And in some cases, guys you like even if they can't. But for the most part, you really want to like the guys you're booking, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, these are people I, I want to be around. They're also people I feel like uh, would be open to ideas, right? So it, there are people on, that are purposefully left off of here, but it's not personal against them and uh, am i allowed to even buy a ticket to these shows uh yes yeah but whether there's a coronavirus or not you still have to social distance yeah. <laughs> uh so i have my show opening with uh coda jacobs uh versus jason masters hmm okay with uh with a little baby face jason hmm. masters i figure starting out with a strong 46 second intro mm. For your baby face before he oh, comes to the least, curtain. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say it's at least two and a half minutes. <laughs> is that is it gonna be a good time? Uh, from there, that's okay because I could hit the concession stands. For <laughs> I think the show would start out uh, strong enough, uh, fast enough. Match two, I got a uh, little uh, switch up there. I'm going to bring out Johnny Swashbuckle. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we're going to put him against Derek St. Holmes. Okay. And there we're going to have Derek St. Holmes over Dirty. Okay. All right. Is he going to be riding Dirty? Uh, yes, but he's going to be riding in something classy, like a, like a Bentley. Okay. You know? All right. Uh, match three going into intermission just because I think it'd be interesting because I haven't seen these guys work at each other in probably 10 to 11 years mm-hmm. is T.C. Washington versus Chris Black. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I have Chris Black as a baby face going over into intermission. Okay. All right, so we're going to come into intermission. We're going to come out of that. So we've all, just for the record, we've all used Chris Black. We've all used Chris Black. Two we, of us have used TC. Yeah. 
and we've all used Derek. We've all used Derek, and you've used... I did not use Derek. Two, yeah, two used Derek, and one vote so far for Coda, one for Swashbuckle, and one for Jason Masters. All right, go on with the rest of your card. Nepotism! All right. <coughs> Match four out of intermission. We're going to go uh, with Aesop Mitchell versus AC Riley. Okay, so two votes for Aesop. Riley's first appearance, but right. I think he's a fine worker. You didn't have Aesop on your card? I did not. Okay. But he, like I said, I started with like 25 guys and he was in that group and then I called it down. I gotcha. And then in my main event, I've got the Spike versus the Shovel. With Tyler Sullivan and versus Joey Avalon. So Avalon is three times yeah. and Sullivan twice. So And if you want to really take it home, you could work the six-man angle there with uh, with Sullivan, Aesop, and uh, Derek versus yeah. the baby faces from their match. You can come back and do a six-man if you gotta, if you gotta add time, don't copy my show, bro. So, so just so you know, when I came up with my first group of twenty-five guys, all but one wrestler that we discussed was in my group of twenty-five. So we're all on the same page. I just want to say, don't steal that thing that I stole from somebody else that we all have done before. <laughs> yes. So I feel like we're kind of on the same page, which just means that those guys, like a guy like Joey Avalon, and all those guys are just really good. I think that's For sure. safe to say, right? For sure. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, it's just they're people I enjoy being around. Yeah, right. And they're people that I think uh, can work, and they're not going to embarrass me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to take an idea, and they're going to be able to translate it the way I want to, depending on how many drinks they've had before the show has begun. Because, you know... Well, I think the key to some of that... Well, except for that guy. <laughs> the key to some of that is you got guys that are good... But are also veterans, so if something goes askew out there, they'll be able to correct it on the fly, ad-lib, improvise, and still put together a great show. As opposed to some other guys who I like that are up and coming, I just feel that like if something goes off the rails, the match might still go off the rails. Because they're still learning the craft, sure. right? So that's why I stayed away from a lot of the, the people who are still learning the craft. Because I know that no matter what happens, right, we're good. And th- like, there are people who are learning, obviously, now that are going to be better than the people that we put on our list. We just don't know them. Yeah. And and they're getting there. So, a couple years, even... I mean, what, we could do this exercise in six months and it might be different, Yeah, right? maybe, I mean, maybe you're... Maybe, like, a Cal Hero makes it. Maybe uh, Ryan Cross's boy makes it. Maybe... Who knows? Maybe, you know, a guy like Maverick, who I think... Oh, yeah, Mav Boom. I think is amazing and getting better every time I see... I mean... Those are all people that are in the mix, right? The next, the next group. I agree. Um, I agree. And then that one guy. So, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> all right. So that was a fun exercise, and I would love to see all three of those shows, and I would pay t- money to see all of it. I'll just come late to yours. So <laughs> <laughs> you pointed at me, by the way. Oh, all right. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, it's just getting, you know, it's it's just. <laughs> is it a Jason Masters match? I don't think it is. What? what? It's a Jason Masters match. Because of the fart at the end? <laughs> uh, and this. Uh. 
He's not. He's not coming out yet. Nah, man. No. Nah. No. Not yet. They're not ready. I know when. Don't worry about it. Close the curtain. <laughs> I know what to do. Come on. Oh. Hang on. Hang on. Nope. He's singing, but I'm staying. I bet. You, I bet you thought I was gonna go. So who's going over in that match? <laughs> Masters. Oh, okay. Well, at least you won't get any pushback. Yeah. All right. So like 20 minutes late. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still like not out. Wait. At this point, has he run out and then gone back into the curtain? No, I think it's the first. Like. All right. Where's where is he right now? Where is Jason Masters right now? Tucking his penis. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hundred percent. You have to loop it. Yeah, okay. Because it's going to be a minute. That's about... As, that's 58 seconds. That's about as foolish of, of a segment that we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. G- the Jason Masters. Yeah, and we've had plenty of foolish Yeah, stuff. it had nothing. But that had nothing on the show where you ate for an entire hour. <laughs> what show was that? <laughs> when you had your sushi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the sushi show. That was the so, uh, sushi show. Sushi, so, sushi show. What about that Packers draft? I didn't like it out. Spade, pass me that wasabi. <laughs> oh, oh right. yeah, that was all well, that we. They were the sponsor of the show. I had to eat it on the air. So we have a list of topics submitted to us today. Yeah, yes. we really we we tried real hard. Hey, Scott, you know who you sent feelers out to? Yeah. Whose questions would you like to tackle first? Um, I've got them up here. You okay. tell me the name. Let's start with uh, let's start with Larry Hansen. Larry Hansen. Yeah. He's got some big ones, man. Yeah. So he wants us to Deep rebook thoughts. the invasion, which I believe we've already talked about on the show, or at least escape talking about it. Uh, rebook Starcade '89. Okay. Tribute to '90s NBA legends who never got a ring because of Jordan. Okay. Could the Honky Tonk Man formula work today? Okay. The Elvis impersonator? Uh, no, I think the chicken shit heel... Um, It'll work whenever. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll okay. get there. So, so why don't we break this down? One more from Larry Hansen. Okay. Is AEW, now with Jake Hager, Brody Lee, Lance Archer, and I don't know who Cage is, uh, more of a big man company than WWE now? Um, Well, they're everything they said they weren't going to be, but we'll talk about that in a minute, too. Um, All right, well, let's start with NBA Legends of the 90s, because I feel like some of the guys that I would have thought would be on that list did win championships, right? Like... So I was thinking at first, like, well, Drexler, but Drexler ended up winning one, right? With my, Houston. My first one. Yes. My first person yeah. that comes to mind is Ewing. Yeah. I feel like that's Ewing a great one, yeah. had it handed to him a couple times. Well, that's because the Knicks got Ewing handed to them with a cold envelope. So. Charles Barkley. Uh, that's a good one. You, Reggie Miller. Yeah. Well, Reggie Miller was probably the closest to at least knocking them off in the East. And the closest to knocking them off in the West. Carl Malone. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Did did Carl Malone but, not ever get well, one? Didn't he get one with the Lakers? I don't think so. Because he wasn't part Stockton of one of those Kobe teams. Mix, right? You definitely could throw John Stockton into that mix. And if you did, you'd see his balls. 
I would hope not. Why, too, why would we? Because why? his shorts were, were so soft. short. Well, they all were, right? <laughs> no, just at that point in time, just John Stockton. Okay, so nineties. The fuck. There's uh, a TV, TV trail. Nineties oh, NBA. Other than Jordan, first of all, let me just say this: Scottie Pippen's a bitch. You have mentioned this. But other than Jordan, who's your favorite '90s NBA player? Oh God. Well, it's Shaq. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Blue Edwards. Uh, no. It was Nick Nolte. And if you wanted me to pinpoint it to our local team, it would have been Vin Baker. What about okay? Shaq ended up winning titles, but yes. anybody else in that Orlando team that didn't? Because Orlando had a couple good years. Penny there. Hardaway. Or yeah, but yeah, but there was somebody else on that team with them. When they had Horace, they had Penny, they had Shaq, and there was someone else in that gap. Who was their uh, their white guy sharpshooter? My brain keeps wanting to tell me it was Scott Skiles. It was Scott Skiles on Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, it was Scott Skiles. They also had uh, Steve Kerr for a minute. I'm not remembering him. I'm remembering Scott Skiles. Kerr was there before he went to the Bulls. Like a year. Okay, so 1993 Orlando Magic. Alright, here we go. Um, I'm going to go 93 and then look at 94, but I just want to look at the rosters here. So they had Anthony Avon. Fuck. Nick Anderson, of course. Yeah, yep. he was on that team. Uh, Dennis Scott was on the team. I forgot about him. Was uh, Dennis Krause? I know that he. we're talking about like legends, and Dennis Scott was a legend, but he was a fine player, I thought. He was capable. Yeah, very capable. Um, thanks for joining us, Kitty. Yeah. Can you hear that? Are you I, picking I, that I, up? Yeah, yeah, we're picking it all. <laughs> all right, good. Um, so let me go ahead one more year, because this is the year. Yeah, they won 57 games. They finished first in the Atlantic. And on that team, they had Nick Anderson again, Horace Grant, uh, Gert Hamnick, remember him? No. Uh, Jeff Turner, and of course, maybe it was Harder. I guess Hardaway would be the other guy. Because like I said, Shaq got his titles with Kobe. Doing minimal effort. You don't even know about the magic. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Shaq was already getting kind of fat by that point. Stop it. In 93, he was a rookie no. in 92. We're talking about when he was getting his titles when he oh. was with. Yeah, yeah. When he went to so partner with Kobe. The year they won 60 games, they had um, they had added uh, Brian Shaw to that team. I mean, I'm looking at this team, honestly, like, no disrespect to them. They won 60 games. I mean, this was a Shaq and Penny show. Like, these other guys are fine players. Nick Anderson was a decent uh, downtown threat. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Hakeem Olajuwon a lot in the nineties. I liked uh, he won titles. I liked Sean Mullins. What is it? Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins. Oh, I love from Chris uh, uh, Golden, Golden State. State. Him. They they, I, they had a great threesome. It was Mitch Richmond, if you remember. Oh yeah, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway and Chris, I mean that was fun. Like they were fun. Run TMC. Sean Kemp. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Glenn Robinson. Sean Kemp has enough children to start his own basketball team. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Complete with a full bench. I guess it's got to be Ewing, right? Ewing is probably the biggest name. Ewing? Well, I still say Charles Barker. Well, Ewing lost to the Bulls, and then Ewing lost... Even the year that Jordan wasn't there, Ewing lost to the Rockets. 
Charles Barkley was so close and got shot down in the finals one year by Jordan and the Bulls. But Charles Barkley is a moron. Just general. He, he might be a moron, but he was good at basketball. He was. He was a good rebounding guy. He had a long career. He played on good teams. He did. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think those are. I think those are solid. I mean, I, again, you know, Stockton belongs there for sure. Um, very unselfish player. Very good. Of course, yeah, very much so. Um, I'm just kind of going through the list of all stars in the '90s too, and I mean, there's nobody else that that stands out that I, that I'd put in that group. Todd Day. I wouldn't put him in any group. I'd put him on a bus out of town. Darvin Ham. <laughs> Detlef Schrempf. Detlef Schrempf. Wow. Three-time All-Star in the 90s. You guys remember when they didn't have everybody from Europe just coming over? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that last last time we got together. When, when Drazen Petrovic came over, yep. it opened up the gates. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Dan Marley? I like Dan Marley a lot. Dan, Dan Marley was living in the doghouse. I would never admit that to Jim when he was alive, by the way, but I like Dan Marley a lot. Is he still living in that doghouse behind Shaq's house? Which is house? just a people house full of dogs and shit all what over the place. What about KJ? <laughs> Kevin Johnson? Johnson? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what isn't he a grand? mayor now? Wouldn't, didn't and he become a mayor? Larry, that's Larry, Larry Johnson, Johnson that's Larry had the grandmama. Yeah. Alonzo Mourning? Ooh, Alonzo Mourning. Did he get a title yeah, with Miami? Yeah, didn't he with Miami, yeah. He won a title, didn't he? Yeah, with the Heat. Yeah, that would be pre-LeBron. That would be... Oh, wait. He might have been there when LeBron was there. He had cancer. I know that. Well, that's... Yeah, there's that. Let's get it dark. Well, none of that's good. <clears throat> All right, so I think we covered that. Yeah, I think we're good. So why don't we rebook Starcade 89? So which one's Starcade? Let's pull okay, this card up. Is Starcade... I, I got the card right here. It, it was a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And it was around the time where, remember, Sting was a horseman. Sting. Remember? I do. Okay. What, did he smarten up? Not yet. Not that quite. That came in February <laughs> when they turned back on him. Um, so, what, so what's the card here? Okay, the card, uh, there were two tournaments going on. Tag tournament and, and a singles tag. tournament. Oh, man. So we had the. I'll tell you who was in it first. The Steiner brothers. Doom. Doom. The Samoan SWAT team. And the Road Warriors. Yeah. Okay, so those were the tag teams in it, right? And it was round robin style, so it wasn't like an elimination. So they all team. had to work each other. Yes. And then the singles piece of it, it was Luger, Sting, Muta. Um, Is this like uh, the. And Flair. Is this when Muta was doing the gimmick with... Uh, Gary Hart. Yeah. Okay. The JTEX Corporation. Yes. So, I wouldn't have re- I wouldn't have done a tournament, for one. I mean, or I would have, but I would have done single elimination. Okay, okay instead of a round robin. That's fair. Because I think the round robin... Okay, don't take this the wrong way, because I know there's a lot of great wrestling they fans. They did the round robin on one show. And we love yes. you guys. However... It was a lot for wrestling fans to try to keep track of. It was. It was. And wrestling fans are dumb. Ouch. And, and I think the one thing I wouldn't have done, so one of the singles matches on here, and apparently they were changing the way, they, the direction they were going, because the fourth match of the show, Flair beat Muda in one minute and 55 seconds. Was it by DQ? It does No, it doesn't say. 
doesn't say by it, DQ. It would make sense if that was like a DQ with Muda loosening him up, but there wasn't another member of the JTEX. Nope, there was not. Like Terry Funk isn't on there. So they did by points. So you got so many points for a win. Uh, ten, 10 for a win, 5 for a draw, 0 for a loss. So Sting got um, 40 points. Yes, he beat everyone. Yeah, he beat everybody. Is that right? 40 points? For 30. 30. Because he can't beat himself. Yeah. Until after the oh, show. Oh, no, in the hold, hold on. 20 points for a pinfall or submission. Different 15 for a count out, 10 for a DQ. So that's. He got 40. He got 0 against Luger, 20 against Flair, 20 against Moore. So now it's even more complicated, right? There's a lot of fucking math on the fly here. Right. And back then they didn't have, like, screens to help people. All you had was the person who came out in between the matches to explain where people were. What sucked was Muda got shut out. He got skunked on all three matches. Yeah, and it happened in the tag, too, to Doom. Doom. Yeah. So, that, bad booking all the way around, because you basically buried two guys. Two. The only thing that they got right in the tournament is that Sting won it. Yes. That's right. it. And he beat Flair at the end, which... Um, which was important to, to know. So I, I think I would have done single elimination. What were the tournaments for? It just it's just a round robin tournament, an Iron Man. Tournament. That's another problem with the tournament. There's no. There's reason. nothing for There's it. There's nothing happening. Right. And basically, the other thing I didn't like about it is you essentially end up using just twelve of your roster on your biggest pay per view start. Well, actually, I actually like that because it's a money saving maneuver. But it's your it's your WrestleMania. That's true. Yeah. Right? I mean, imagine WrestleMania having 12 guys. 89, who is booking? Well, Flair was booking the summer of 89 around Bash when they had the hot angle with the Sting. And, yep. I mean, but I don't know if the book changed because, like I said, Muda went from being a top guy to getting buried. The best I can tell from listening to multiple podcasts is that they were running a committee at that point. Flair was... The, the head of it. Sullivan was on it. Sullivan, Eddie Gilbert, Jim Cornette. Jesus Christ. Yes. yes. Okay, so let's look at the 1989 WCW roster um, in December. Okay, because that's, that's when Starcade ran. Okay? Sure. So, in December, other guys on the roster that you had... They list 41 guys on the roster. I won't read them all. Jesus. But you had still, you still had the Midnight Express. Yep. You still had Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotundo. Yep. You still had Steve Williams. You still had Jimmy Garvin. None of these guys are nowhere near that card. You had Eddie Gilbert. You had the Junkyard Dog. You had the Iron Sheik and Bob Warren. Fine, you don't need to use those guys if you didn't want to. But I just named six or seven. You had Sid Vicious. You had Flying Brian Pillman. None of those guys are anywhere near the card. That's terrible. Your biggest pay-per-view of the year. And those guys aren't featured. Again, if, if you wanted to leave Cactus Jack out of it because he was still relatively unknown, Ranger Ross, fine, fuck him, right? But seriously, some Be of the Be careful, guys that guy robbed a bank. Some of the guys you're leaving off here, it just didn't make any sense. I hear you. I mean... Kevin Sullivan, you could have done a tag team. You could have done a... Here's what, Okay, let's rebook this fucking thing. We're going to do single elimination tournaments, but that's going to allow us to double our roster. So now I'm putting the Midnight Express in that tag team tournament. 
I'm putting Sullivan in there with uh, Rotunda. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm putting Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. I'm putting the Freebirds in. I like it. Okay. Um, and let's find another team. We, we let's put a, a shit team together. You need baby faces though. How about uh, that's basically was three Tommy kids. Rich their baby face at the time? He was. How about Tommy Somebody Rich? Something about five. Uh, and, uh, and Brian, uh, no, I'm keeping Pillman for the singles. How about Rich and Shane Douglas? What about? I was just going to ask you. Shouldn't don't they have the dynamic dudes? Oh, at they that do. Point? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So there's the dudes. Because yeah, Johnny Ace is there. Now we've got eight teams. Yep. Now let's find some more singles guys. Doctor Destin maybe in the singles tournament. Yeah, sure. He's um, credible. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. Brian Pillman. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see. Who else could we throw in there? Uh, I just need to find two more. This Sid. How about Sid? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And lastly, um, Wildfire Tommy Rich. <sighs> yeah. Or, well, I'll give you a choice. Somebody say something about fire. Tommy up. Rich? No, fuck that. Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, there you go. Better. Okay. Now we've got something. Now we've got eight guys in a singles tournament. So you're talking about, you know, four... Five, six, seven matches, you could pair that down to five because you could have a fuck finish. And you'd have, you could do six tag matches. You'll have 11, which is exactly how many matches they had that night anyway. And it would make sense because you're using more of your roster. And if you still needed a match to only go a minute 54, you line up Sid with Eddie Gilbert. Yeah. Right. Okay. No offense to Eddie Gilbert, but. So there you go. I'm just re- using their roster. This is their roster. And I didn't even count Rick Morgan and, and Johnny Ace. You did. He's in the Dynamic Dudes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Johnny Ace. I'm sorry. Rick Morgan and Jack Victor. Yeah, They were teaming at the time, right? The Royal Family. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even count them. I didn't even put them in there. Yeah, good, because Rick Morgan was never any good. But you you understand. This is the start. This the entire purpose of this tournament. Even My issue of the tournament is that there's no reason for it, but the reason for the show was to start the... The appreciation between Sting and, and Flair. Right, and you could still Which, do that. Because Sting and Flair would have made the finals. It's, it still could end. It's the same way. It yes. ends the same way and leads to the same thing. Exactly. Right, but you're not leaving half of your marquee players at home. And you're not making the Great Muda look like a huge piece of shit. Right, because then he'd losing, only have to lose losing once. three yeah. times in a night. Right. You could have had him lose once and that would have been the end of it. So that's how I would have rebooked it. You, you feel like Muda got short shrift in the U.S.? Not, not at first. Not at first. He got a real strong push when he came in. They put the TV title on him. He beat Sting yeah. for it. But the second half of his run, after he dropped the title to Arn Anderson, it was all downhill, man. I mean, but he came back here and there, still working WCW. He came did. Back. He did. But do you feel like we the the U.S. missed out on him? Do you think in Japan he's he's top ten in Japan? I, right. I feel like when he committed to be here for that year of 1989, they pushed him pretty strong. Yeah. Until he was at the end, and then after that he was uh, in for a show, like I'll see you on Nitro and then maybe on Sunday for the pay per view. Uh, but he was never consistent after that. He came back and teamed with Vampiro. 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 Yeah. I never liked Vampiro. Okay, Play so, my music! So how's this? Okay. Alright, I'm listening. First round matches. One half of the bracket, Sting and Muda. 
Okay, so they could have yep. a good match. Sting goes over. Dr. Death and Sid. Oh, that's a big one. Right. So you could have that end in a double countout, right? Or you could have somebody go over. However you want to protect them. But either way, it's a good matchup, right? It's sure. something you get to see. Other half of the bracket, I'm trying to think. Luger was a heel then, right? He yeah, was. He Luger versus uh, Eddie Gilbert. Okay. And you have Eddie Gilbert as your undersized baby face? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing heel heel? Well, I think... Wasn't Eddie, Eddie Gilbert was a baby face. Yeah, Eddie was a face at this okay. time. So you have Luger and Eddie and Flair and Pillman with Flair still the quasi-face, but, you know, Flair being Flair. Yeah, Flair never worked differently, really. Goes over and beats Pillman to set up Flair versus Luger and Sting versus maybe... Probably Sid. Sid, okay. You put Sting over there, Flair over Luger. And you still where you were you going. still get what you want. Sure. And then, on the flip side, I didn't do the tag piece yet, but you get my idea. You get the idea. You could still have the you could still have the Steiners go over on the tag side. Not if I was booking it, you couldn't. Not if I was booking it, you couldn't. I, I'm getting I'd put the Express over, baby. I'm, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think we've talked about it before. I'm not a big Steiner Brothers fan. Yeah, same. I'm not either, but they were they were a commodity. I don't feel like they worked tag matches. A Steiner Brothers match where the Steiner Brothers coming out, kicking everybody's ass. Hitting 13 suplexes. 13 suplexes. There's yes, no theory. But not at, there was a part in time where they did do a little bit better at it, and the longer they stayed together, the worse the matches Okay. Yeah, that might be a fair statement. And it's not like me... Like, when I started watching in 1997, I was a fan of the Steiner Brothers. I was also 12. Yeah. Right? By the by the way, just so you know who I would leave off this card, um, as I looked at the roster again, the Z-Man Tom Zank I'd leave off the card. Okay. Um, just because. And that piece of shit Buzz Sawyer. <sighs> he can stay off <laughs> of the pe- card. That piece of shit Buzz Sawyer. Good old Buzz. So, okay, so when you look at the tags... You know, we might have enough material for two shows, which is good. Okay. Not, I mean, not to do, but I you hear know. what you're saying. So you have the Steiners. Yep. Okay. You had this SST we talked about, Doom. Uh, who, who else was there? Uh, shit. LOD. Yeah, LOD. Yeah. Well, yeah. We had the Midnights. We had the Birds. The Dudes. We had the Dudes. The ex- uh, and we have the there? Varsity. They were not. They didn't come in until later in 89. So we'll call that the Varsity. Maybe even 90. It was 90. Wasn't he working... Flair in the summer of 89? In 86 the or 87. Going, what were we talking about? Ricky Morton. Morton. No, that was... Like 86, yeah, 87. Yeah, and then he left and then he came back and did the Alexandria. Yeah. So they're heels, heels, faces. Midnight's the birds. The dudes are faces. The varsity club is heels. I suppose it doesn't matter here. We well, have, the Freebirds were heel at the time. Yeah, and the Midnight's So were you just two. make your... Make them their faces by default of midnights. Yeah, so we put them in the first round. Yeah, just so we can get that out of the way. So, let's see the Steiners. They take on the, the Varsity Club. Okay, Steiners will go over because we got at least get them. Yep. There, right. Um, also in that bracket, let's throw the SST as heels again. No, screw that. Let's do Midnight versus. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to put them down here if you want them to advance. So Midnight Birds here, LOD versus um, SST here, and 
The dudes versus who am I missing? Uh, it's a doom. Doom. Okay. So, Doom actually wins that match because they were once tag team champs. Steiners knock off Doom. So we've got one half of the bracket. Down here, the Midnights beat the Birds in a hard-fought match. LOD and SST, double DQ. Ooh, Midnights advance. So the Midnights advance, having one less match, you have the Midnights versus the Steiners. and then But that booking, you got to put the Steiners over. Yeah. So same results. But you use more of your talent than you showcase them. So there we go. We've just rebooked Starcade. You're welcome, Jim Hurd. Yeah. All right. What else did Larry have on there? Oh, are they out yet? Oh no. Are they coming out yet? Not yet. Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> would it work today? Is Bobby coming? What about Stan? Sweet Stan? Not yet. Is Jim Cornette out? Oh, he's in the ring. He's doing the intros. <laughs> uh, question was. I'm sorry. Uh, I was, I was the digging the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, of course it does because it's cheap heat, brother. Heat works. Yeah. Heat works. I agree. Uh, in fact, I'd suggest it would work better today because people are quick to get offended by shit. And nobody does that kind of work. Everybody wants to work as like a serious... They want to be a spot guy. Yeah. Look at me do my spot. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. Okay, so... Talk about re- rebooking the invasion angle. It's simple. I, ca- I can't. Do it's it. simple. We don't even have to get into it. It's simple. You have to give a little. You have to let WCW, the product that you just purchased, look credible. And even if that meant adding Austin to the to the WCW team, like they ended up doing, but they still buried everybody else. Here, here is the issue. So, does everybody remember? You guys remember how the invasion started, right? Yes. There was a match in the ring. Lance Storm, I believe, came out of the crowd, did something in the ring, and then that was supposed to be the big deal, right? He did something off the top rope. It's a way better start to the angle if you have the whole... Everybody you got stormed the whole building at the same time. Now, I, Similar to what they did with the Nexus correct, guys later on. Correct. Because I know the argument is some of the talent they acquired, like, they didn't bring in Scott Steiner right away, right? Um, which, by the time they did, was not a great choice. Right, right. Which they, I mean, but he was at least, mark, I'm not a big Scott Steiner fan, but he was marketable when they bought the company. Yeah. He wasn't marketable later. They had right? Booker T, though. They had DDP. You had Booker T, you had DDP, and, you know, yes, you didn't have Sting. Yes, you held off Flair for later, but you you still could have worked it. And then the ECW faction, instead of having three factions in the invasion, it should have been ECW, WCW coming together to take on the WWE. And then you could have let the well, WWE lose a little. That's what they ended up doing. Right, but it was... Because they didn't have enough star they, power they in just so It was such a slow in into the thing. It should have been a... Should have been a smack. And, and Benoit and Jericho and those guys, instead of turning Austin, because why would you ever turn Austin WCW with the way with the heat he had with WCW? His entire story. Right. Well, not only that, but because of the gimmick he had, he couldn't come out and show you a picture of stunning Steve Austin. Right. Because it was such a departure from what he was doing. Right. He couldn't mention his past because it 
completely clash correct with the persona he was portraying. So why not? You'd say there's no star power, but why not have the Benoits of the world and the Eddie Guerreros and the Jerichos make it look like much like everybody. In fact, it would have worked perfectly because remember how they kind of tweaked you to make you think that Hall and Nash were sent over by Vince, right? Maybe Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. Jericho and Malenko were sent over by WCW to do the same thing. That's the reveal, right? Now, does that not give you star power? Sure. Here is your... That's how you rebook the angle. Here's what I think the big overview is, right? Because they had that WCW match that failed horribly with Arn Anderson and Scott Hudson on commentary. And yeah, Bagwell off. and Booker yeah, T. But, yeah. but you spend some weeks, right? You, you've already got the tape library. You've already got all the guys, right? And you start talking about the acquisition. Right, then all of a sudden it, it goes on for a while, but there's no WCW guys. Right? Maybe they start doing interviews with the guys, and they're like, "Hey, we really want to come in. We really want to be a part of this. We're excited to be, you know, back in the thing." Nothing happens, right? But sure. then you have what I'm talking about this this giant like where they all just basically mutiny. They come in, they have a strong, you know, start against the WWE guys. Right. Right? The WWE guys start to come back. Then that's where you have the ECW guys pop in. Right. But there's a great spot right there where you can utilize a Guerrero and a Jericho. Because you could say, look, I was I came here to the WWE, but now, WWF at the time, but now I see how you're holding those guys back. Like, we were held back in WCW. Now we're taking their side. Right. See and, what I mean? Like... And then you, you let them get a little bit up, but then you have, it looks like WWE is going to turn that tide, and then that's where you have ECW right. come in, and then it... They could have, listen, they could have made money for four years on the same. Right. I mean, they, they it could have been, you know, patience, at the time wrestling fans were still a little bit more patient than they are now, you, it would have been, a, the, the payoff would have been there. Patience. And you'll never, ever see anything like it again. No. It's done. That kind of angle will never work again. Oh, well, good, because it didn't work the first time. But, that's, but it could have. It, could, it should have. It should have been millions and millions of dollars. I hear you. But, the, but there's the ego of Vince. And I'm not one of these mouth breathers on the internet that shits on everything Vince does. But the one thing that's his downfall, his ego. Like, he can't admit that they're up and or they're down, right? Like So, because of that, there was just no way to give any quarter. Right, because Vince would have it would have looked like he was admitting loss to have lost the fictitious storyline. Sure. Okay, um, so that covers Larry Hansen. Yeah, it's Wait, he had one more. Oh, question. I, AEW are they a big man? Like nope, that? nope, nope. We're not doing that. Good, one. I, I found it. Know. It was separate from his other questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure we get to it because it's a it's a question after my own heart. It is as follows. Yeah. If you get the 130 pack of pizza rolls, oh yeah, yeah, is it socially acceptable to have them for lunch every day for a week during lockdown? He's asking for a friend. Okay, it, uh, like 130 every day. Are we talking? No, like it's a package. A five. A bag. Are we talking a work week or a full week? He seemed to imply a work week. Because mm. if you're eating 130 a day for a week, you're not making it to day seven without a. Okay, corner. but look, if you're if all right. You're going to have a couple of extras at the end, right? It's 26 it, a day. I was going to say, if you eat 25 a day for five days, 
That's 125. But if you eat 19 a day for seven, <laughs> you can at least feel better about yourself. Right? Because you I didn't quite eat I don't know, 20. Man. Your guts are still on fire. <laughs> That's a lot of pizza rolls. I guess I would meet in the middle, being the moderate that I am. Pizza rolls were, you never got a perfect pizza roll. It was either frozen or, or, or burned or your ch- mouth. <laughs> well, because you were microwaving them. I can tell from the way you're telling me. But okay. You think I cooked my own pizza rolls? I did. Do I look like a guy who cooked his own pizza I'm rolls? I'm eating in the middle and saying it's acceptable if you spread it out over the weekend as well. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go. You don't want to go to the store too much. You might die. This is what I'm going to say to Larry Hansen's friend. You're at home alone. I don't care if you bake all 130 of them, <laughs> put them in the bathtub, and roll around in them shits. <laughs> Just don't make me look at it. Yeah, you could even every day. You can use the grease to masturbate thinking of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and there's a look at what work from home is for Jack Spade, everybody. Yikes. So who else? Okay, it's not work. let's just make sure we got everybody, because we're going to split this out over this weekend in our next show. But I know we got questions from Joe. We got a question from Melissa. Uh, we got questions Sabrina, from Jake. Jake. Derek. Uh, Nick. Yep, JP. Yes, JP. Sorry. Uh, da, 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 Schuler Troiber. And and some of these are similar. We're gonna get to that when the end of the show. But for the shit of it, let's jump into Jake's questions. Okay. Uh, I gotta scroll back to it now. Just occasionally, get you the, the Midnight Express theme. I'm, just hey, I'm down with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, were you a fan of Norman the Lunatic? Hey, Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, he's a worker. Yeah. Hey, Jake. There we go. Jake would like to know best family movies we've watched during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Family and when should it be safe for indie feds okay. to start running shows again? So let's leave again. that indie one because I know some other people asked. So let's just yeah, address. that's a big subject. Yeah, and we're gonna get we'll end with that. One. So um, so we'll probably do this family movie one. We'll pepper in another one here, and then we'll get into the big debate about when is the right time. And it's kind of pertinent as we're on the cusp, a week away from some shows running here locally, probably already aired by the time, but still, still gonna be pertinent. So, family movie. What's your yeah, what you been watching? You got a family. Yeah, I got kids, and uh, like it's not like we're watching porn with those kids or anything. So like, not you gotta yet. watch something. Um, so I saw it, this was a little bit of cheating because I actually saw this in uh, theaters before the pandemic. Homebound? No. Oh. Uh, but I watched it with uh, with my kids too. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie is far better. Yeah. Than it really. Yeah, this is another fucking too. Ryan Reynolds bullshit deal. It was a good movie. Though. It was a good. He's not Sonic the Hedgehog. Are you lying to me? You're talking about Detective Pikachu. Which is also a better film than it has any right to be. Stop it. Stop it. The new Scooby Doo. Okay, I want to get to that one because Ryder saw that at his mom's house. I want to see it with him, though. With special guest star Carl Malden. So, did you see the John Cena firefighter movie? No. God, no. What's the God known for? I'm not even aware of it. You got a family, bro. I got a family, but it's, uh, uh, no, I don't. Need I know that. you hate Cena because I don't. Need, oh, it's I can. Pay, it's got. Uh, it's called playing with uh, uh, Keegan Michael yep, Key in it, yep, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I just have no interest. It just didn't look funny. Yeah, because you hate Cena. I get it. 
Um, I hate Cena. So what I've been stuck with here, because Jack-Jack comes down and visit quite a bit, and he's got two Gota movies. Toy Story, I think it's three, when they get put in the orphanage or the daycare center. Uh, yeah, that's three. Okay. And that's three. Finding Nemo. Okay. So I now loathe Finding Nemo. I believe you. Because I've seen it way too many times. But I'm looking forward to seeing Scoob. Scoob is is okay. Uh, I've seen Coraline probably 500 times between Jim's kids and now my own. Which has just been forever. Yeah. Uh, So that one's real rough for me. Uh, The the Onward movie that just came out. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard that was cool. What about the one with John Cena as a bull? Actually, Ferdinand was a very good movie. Yeah, Ferdinand was funny. Okay. Can I uh, can I throw a? I don't. How much do you know about the Scooby Doo movie? Like, if I tell you anything, is it gonna? Fuck no. Your what Ryder told me though is he didn't give away, but he said it's they're not solving a mystery. Is that 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 is true? Okay. This is shut it down. That's all I, can I am already no longer interested. How the fuck does Scooby Doo not try to solve a mystery? Can. Dino Mutt's in it. It's that's this is where is that for true? Yes, this is the beginning. No, I really don't want to hear any more about it. <laughs> it's you know? not Scrappy. It's I'm Dino Mutt. I'm just gonna throw something out at you, and it, you can tell me if you want to take it or leave it. But Tracy Morgan has a very uh, prominent role in a part of the film playing Captain Caveman. How do you feel about Captain Caveman? I feel like it has comedic potential. I'm Captain Caveman. That goat has devil eyes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm Brian Fellows. <laughs> How about you slip out of that loincloth and show me that fat ass? <laughs> Let's go to Sabrina. Say word. Let's go to Sabrina's topics. For real. And then we're gonna talk about indie shows. Starting All right, back let up. me uh, let me bring this I think out there here. There were like three of them. Uh, talk amongst yourselves while I scroll down. Oh, hold on, I got something for you. Yeah, about the goddamn cheeseburgers. Okay, first question from Sabrina Breezy Gambrell. Mm-hmm. Why do chips smell like farts? What chips? What chips are you eating that smell like farts? Let me say this. Sometimes my farts smell like chips, but my far- my chips never smell like farts. I think Fritos smell like feet. Uh, like vinegar and dill chips I smelled once. Those were terrible. Ugh. But cool. they don't smell like farts. Cool Ranch Doritos are terrible unless you're fucking blackout drunk. I enjoy Cool Ranch Doritos. In fact, dare I say, I like them better than nacho cheese Doritos. You're bullshit. What about spicy nacho? I would have to go with Cool Ranch over those. But I think the taco might win. Taco is a strong choice. I really like Doritos, but I don't like the, the, the film, the finger film. But you get that off of everything. Yeah. Yeah, but not as noticeable as Doritos. Cheetos. Cheetos. I don't fuck with Cheetos either. Uh, Puffs are crunchy. 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 
I like puffs. Do you eat them with like a tong, like <laughs> <laughs> like a roach clip? Yeah. No. Like a Cheeto roach. No. He just picks up the bag and shakes them into his mouth. You, do I look like the kind of guy that shakes Cheetos into his own no, mouth? Yeah. It, yes. No, I have a mother that could do that for me, okay? She heated my pizza rolls, and she shook Cheetos into my mouth. Okay. And she told me I was her big, strong boy. And then, um, I don't know where it is, but she asked a follow-up question about teen movies. Teen movies? And why they can't make a good one and why do they keep doing it since they can't make a good one? What, oh, I see. what kind of teen movies? Well, I don't. I think she me, she gave some examples. Let me see if I can. Like we're talking about like the uh, John Hughes movies. It's of the right 80s? here under the crackers. No, like, no, not that one. Like a Breakfast Club. Or well, no, no, those no. are good teen movies. Yeah. And what ta- my point was going to be, she did give some examples. They're from like the two thousands. Okay. Which they're really. He's wasn't. gonna find them. Yeah, I'm gonna find. Uh, them. My contention is that once John Hughes stopped making teen movies they s- were no good they were not worth watching there were a couple of clueless by the way okay. Anne Spade in the liver camp no, that's not true first of all that's not, not even true. a real person <laughs> it's my cousin alright here we go alright so be strong movies okay hot take idea teen drama movies you you think after years of making right. crappy teen movies with poor acting, they get a clue? Uh, at, some examples are Kissing Booth, uh, to all the boys I've loved one and two. I didn't see any. No, no, no. So let me tell you what I've noticed about some of these chick flicky movies. And let me not forget chick, any of these low budget drama dramedies, right? I always feel like they know that. Let's use Ryan Reynolds as an example. Oh God, let's. No, no, here, just hear me out. I know, I know that I'm, they I'm they know they can't afford Ryan Reynolds, so they find a guy who has similar facial features to Ryan Reynolds. They couldn't afford and, Ryan Reynolds, so they got Ryan Styles. And then they from, make him whose line is it anyway? No, but then they'll make him they're like, okay, you look like the guy I wanted to play this, so I want you to be kind of schmarmy and, and smartassy. But you know, yeah. so do your best to be Ryan Reynolds. You're, Here's a copy of Waiting. Go home and watch right. it for eight days. Right. Do you, but do you get that feeling when you watch some of these movies? Or they'll be like, yeah, you really look like Zac Efron, but I can't afford Zac Efron. So try to like be pouty and good looking. Here's why teen right. movies aren't good anymore for most people. Because by the point where you have children, you no longer can enjoy a teen movie. Even if you're a teenager. I could still watch The Breakfast Club and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a good movie before you had kids, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And you really re- related? With, well, I don't know uh, if I with, like, uh, I guess in a way, well, I don't know if it was Bender. Were you Bender? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Were you Ali Sheen? I'm going to get deep with you for a minute, okay? Oh, Jesus. I believe that each kid in the Breakfast Club <clears throat> resembles a little bit of everybody. I think that's right. And and I think, and I think if you want to get deep, that what makes us different is, I think we have all five of those characters in us, but maybe I might have been a little bit more... Um, of a Emilio Estevez and Anthony Andrew. Michael Hall, and less of a Bender, but there's still some of that in right. it, right? So I think that instead of being a, a circle, it's a sphere. It's more of a nebulous thing that encompasses all five of those. Right on. It's like, do you think I'm buying my own cigarettes on my birthday? No, <laughs> I have my mother who's shaking pizza rolls into my mouth. No, nope, it was no, Cheetos. I, she's cooking my pizza rolls, shaking Cheetos into my mouth, burning and also giving me cigarettes yes. on my birthday. And your dad is putting out cigars on your arm for spilling paint in the garage. 
so I, I think that, uh, to be fair though, I think the other thing is there's a lot of lazy writing in Hollywood. For sure there is, I mean, man. that's just be and, and I'm not saying I could do better. That's not, I'm just saying that people who get paid a lot of money to be to be writers aren't doing a great that's job. That's why when there is a good movie, it go the world goes insane for it. Right. Okay? Right. And teenagers... It, it's hard to write for teenagers because everybody feels like they don't understand anything. Right? So all these f- movies have very vague universal themes. There's not a lot of complexity... It's fairly simple. This person is this. this it was well, very this. simple because in the movies that Sabrina point out, it's usually I'm in love with this person, but this person doesn't, doesn't necess- even know I exist. Yeah, right. This yes. person's cool, and I'm not cool. And you know, I've sat behind her for twelve years in school, and she's never noticed me before. And it's much like I used to say about the the A team, and I know people get mad. I love the A team, but I feel like they just had the same five plots. And they would just change locations and change whoever it was that Face was going to try to fuck. And that was the show. Was Face ever trying to fuck Ryan Reynolds? No. He should have. Ryan Reynolds' mom. Ryan Shamrock. <laughs> By the way, Face in the AT movie, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's a good looking man. Could you picture Bradley Cooper and Ryan Reynolds fuck? No. No. I it's, not, it's not my scene, Sabrina bro. Sabrina had one last question about but who he would the sing three shallow most to him. influential people in your life. Ooh, man. In my life? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Shit got deep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying. Where am I crying? No. Well, clearly Ryan Ryan. <laughs> oh, he's influential. You know, this is a comedy podcast. Mine's, mine's easy. Listen, I mean, sappy or not, and, and generic or not, um, it, I got three of them. You know, my grandfather. I'm glad you're quick on the trigger. My grandfather's one. Okay. Okay. Uh, on my mom's side. He... <laughs> taught me a lot of things I needed to learn to try to become a better person than a man, okay? My dad, because my dad was an interesting cat in so much so that, you know, he was a military guy, he was a guy that many people would, would thought was like conservative Republican sort of guy, right? But he wasn't. He actually taught me about diversity and about uh, standing up for people who uh, he was against police brutality even back in the 80s. Like, so he was a different, diverse... He was what everybody is, but not the political party. Right? He was a middle guy. He was yeah. very moderate. He taught me a lot of things. And then I would have to say uh, my long, dearly departed friend Steve Haywood, who believed in me when I wanted to get into broadcasting when I didn't even believe in myself. And fought many, many a battle to get me a shot to live my dream job for five years. So that's pretty. I mean, that's that has those three names haven't changed. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty similar for me because I got my maternal grandfather, who right. was like the the apex of manliness, World War II veteran, lived with him for a while. You know, just the the kind of guy everybody you know that Greatest Generation kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, stayed married for 60 years or whatever. Yeah. Got got shit done, raised, you know, five kids or whatever. He was the guy, like, the, the goal. And right. then, you know, I have my own father. Like, you don't realize how influential your own father is until you become old enough to, to kind of or see... become a father. Right? Yeah, you kind of see yourself there, right? But there's not the apex thought of, like, the grandparent. You see the mistakes, the mistakes become 
what you learn there. You, you see both sides. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then uh, it has to be Jim, probably. Sure. For me. It's a good one. Because Jim is... Uh, without Jim, uh, a lot more people would probably think I'm an asshole. Because Jim was very influential in telling me when I was being an asshole. And helping uh, humanize me to a lot of people that were around us. Okay. All right. You got something? Uh, no. No, you're not. You just... Mm. I'm not trying to stiff the question. Like, uh, I guess I could say my dad, but it would be for the wrong reasons. Well, like, he influenced me to not go home and drink a 12-pack every day. Well, that's what I But at the same time, I did learn from him work ethic, because even though he drank that 12-pack every day, he still worked six days a week. Right. And how long was he never late for job? work. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. yeah. And you're right, never late for yeah. work. So, like... It, it's similar. I get, I get it. You see the you see the open sores, but you also see the good. Yeah. And it's up to you to discern what's for you. I mean, if you, right if because you my the... dad was far from perfect. Similar, he would you know come home from work, start open a crack of beer and drink till he passed out on his recliner. Got up, went to bed. Um, but again, a lot of times that was acceptable because he was a fun guy when he was drunk. Yeah. Not, right. But right. same thing. That alarm was up. Was out. He was up, ready for work, cooking breakfast, out the fucking door. Never missed a day of work. Yep. Never calling sick. Was never late. You know. So again, Jesus, the work ethic that? was there. <laughs> Liver shits. The work ethic was there, but flaws, right? That you could learn from. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. yeah. But like, and you know what? You look at it, and you have this idealized version of like, you know, for me, my grandfather, right? But. That generation that was actually his kids, they probably don't have that same vision of him because they were there. Sure. Right? It's sure. A different, it's a different view. Right? But uh, definitely uh, pretty influential people. I don't have that look at my either of my grandfathers because one died when I was very young. Did you kill him? I did not. Okay. Uh, and the other one lived in Wapaka. Oh, and we only point. saw him probably twice a year. Gotcha. So... Anybody from your friend group, you know, old friends? I'll tell you what, I, even though he's a year younger than me, I kind of look up to my cousin. Okay. Not only because he's two inches taller than me, but he never graduated high school. He went right into working as an iron worker. The guy makes probably a hundred grand a year. Nice. Never finished high school. Okay. okay. I'm not saying nobody should go out and quit right. high school right. tomorrow, but, right. but you're saying it worked out for him. Yeah. Can I go back to high school like Drew Barrymore? And then quit? Maybe. Will Ryan Reynolds be there? So let's call these all these questions together because there's a bunch of people asking about the indies. So let's 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 finish because I know Derek. I think asked. I know JP asked. I know that. Shoot. Yep. Let uh, me. Uh, excuse me. Let me just open this up with uh, with this thought. Nothing is going to change when they are running again. There's not going to be any different standards of cleanliness for wrestlers. There's not going to be any extra sanitization of the ring, the ropes. It's still going to be a cesspool of filth that you can catch a staph infection inside of, and that's just the way it works. In the beginning, there's going to be crowd control. Yeah, well, for some. For some, but I also feel like eventually because people are idiots this thing is going to spike again and then everything's going to get shut down again for a, a period of time 
Yeah, well, and or until they can force you to be vaccinated, which is what's going to end up happening. Right. And then you got the then you got a chip in your butthole. I don't think they can force you. I don't think they could force you, but they could restrict you. I think it'll be much like the flu vaccine, where everybody from your doctor to your job will want you to get it. And offer it for free. And offer it for free. But I don't think it's going to get to the point of forcing you to take it. Fair enough, but let me ask you this. First, let me paint the picture. There's three federations, as we tape here on May 29th, yeah. There's three federations that are going to be running in the next four weeks. Shout them out, man. And I'm going to be on them. Um, next week, Friday, which is the 5th, right? 6th, I believe. No, Sunday, Saturday. Oh, you're right. It is the 5th. On the 5th, in West Dallas, um, ICW, because their, their, their regular home isn't open yet to wrestling. Correct. So they'll be running a show in West Dallas at Tanner Paul. And we'll get into the details in a minute, but I'm just laying it out here. The next day, the next night, at the Root River Center... Legacy, Legacy Pro, Pro And then the day before Father's Day on the 20th, BCW in Waukesha. Okay. Now, what's different about the the companies is BCW is going to be social distancing their fans and allowing and encouraging them to wear masks, right? Now, the wrestlers cannot social distance from each other. That's just not going to happen. They gotta be in a ring together. They're doing this at their own risk. But what BCW and Legacy is trying to do is protect the fans, right? Which, in fairness, is really who they should try to protect because wrestlers and ring announcers are making. We make the choice one way. So do fans, I guess. But they are a hundred percent making the choice. But I think I think you want to protect the fans. So I have this question. We're social distancing people, which I'm fine with. When your baby face comes out, I oh, hear is you. Is he slapping fives? No, I, I, I don't think you do. I think everybody's going straight to the ring. But I don't think everybody's smart enough to think that way. Much like wrestling fans, a lot of wrestlers <laughs> are not very smart. Now, the, the <laughs> flip side of this is t- ICW is running at Tanner Paul, a building that AI ran back in 2000, once or twice. Legacy ran Legacy there ran recently. There. And how many people with a ring do you think that that floor holds? 150, maybe? No. I would say 80 tops. That's what I would have said, like 80. So they're selling 100 tickets to that show. Well, you're not social distancing at that number. So that's a little different. Are you providing masks and gloves at the door? No. Not from what I can tell. Are you suggesting people wear masks and gloves? Are they or am I? No, I I haven't seen. I can't. I don't know the answer to that. Today, today on the internet, I saw the World Health Organization said don't wear masks. The World Health Organization is a fucking fraud. I'm just saying. Okay. Because they said don't wear it, and then it spread really bad, and they said everybody should, and now the spread, we might have a better grasp on it, and now we shouldn't anymore. I don't trust a goddamn thing the World Health Organization tells. That's fair. I'm just telling you. All right, I'm just saying. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I'm not, we're, we're two dudes who are just saying things. And I'm to not going to tell anybody. That we're they, not doctors. I'm not going to tell anybody doctor. they should wear a mask. Or, I'm a doctor. But here's what bothers me about the mask thing. 
the fact that the mask has become a political tool right now, okay? Because if I told you, forget about whether masks are for you or not for you, or they work or they don't work, I wear them to the store, fair enough, okay? But here's the thing. I'm also diabetic, and I have to be more careful. Yep. But let me just say this. If I told you a month ago things would be back to normal, I could guarantee it if you just wear this mask. There's still people like, fuck that. It's against my my oh, civil not, civil liberties. There's not jobs everywhere. I just want to say... And a lot of them are on Facebook. I just want to say that I'm impressed that robberies didn't go up 400% in the last 60 days. Like, you're allowed to wear masks. Yeah, but most you know, of the just people, general banditry. Most of, the people, most of the people wearing them look like frail old cocks like me, so nobody's afraid of, of me But robbing. I'm saying the criminals could have adopted the masks and nobody would have blinked. So let me ask, so let me turn this around, because... I don't think there's a right or wrong thing. Everything we're doing now, you should please people. Here's what I'm going to tell everybody. Please make choices that are well thought out. If you want to wear a mask, wear it. If you don't, don't. But please, if you're sick, stay the fuck home. Please, if you know you're sick, stay home. Some people are asymptomatic and they don't know they're sick. But if you're sick... Is every wrestler going to be tested? Please stay home. Also, one. Also, number two, please wash your hands. I can't believe you got to tell grown up frequently. Yeah, and number three, please like you know, don't cough into your hand. Cough into your heart. All right. If you don't believe in something, at least respect that other people do believe in it, and just respect respect right. that fact. Because I've been getting the side eye now when I go out with my mask on. Basically, like they're looking like I I might be. I had the opposite where I got the side eye walking into pick and save to pick up a case of beer, not wearing, and not had yeah. a mask on. Don't side-eye people. It's like, fuck you. Just mind your business. Yeah. If I want to die, I'll die. So let's 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 wrap this up this way, then. Okay. Because the question is that people have asked us on the internet today is, when's the right time? Is it too soon? I don't know. What I would ask is, I want all of us to answer this question separately. If you were a promoter, what would your plan be to start your federation back? Time frames, restriction. What would it be? What would you do if this was Jack Spade's wrestling? What would my time frame be? Yeah. My time frame would be when other professional sports are back to running with somewhat normal crowd levels. I feel like that is a thought-out answer, but I think it's not applicable. Because you're never going to draw I'm not gonna the, the lowest number that they're bringing in. Which is exactly why I'm going to do that, because I'm never going to draw the lowest number that they're bringing in. So if they're doing it, I can feel fairly confident that my choice is correct. Let's say your company draws 150. Sure. Let's say your building holds 500. Yeah. You don't think you can safely start up, say, tomorrow, for example, and adjust the chairs accordingly... There's an there's an instance of that, but there's also an instance I'm thinking of more of a liability standpoint. Like right? I'm shitting on you right now. Yeah. But I'm the one that doesn't want to work the legacy show. So somebody's gonna come to the show, my 150 person show. Yes. In a 500 person building. Yes. They're gonna go home. They're gonna find out they have it. Yes. And then they're gonna come back to me and they're gonna tell Say me. Say that you gave it to them. Because I held a show. Yep. Right? Yep. 
But if the NFL is out there running football games, if MLB is out there running baseball games, if the NBA is running basketball Which games, supposed that timetable will be July. back any day yeah. now. Yeah. But, but, they're, what, they're, but, but what about this? Disney's opening in July, the I, first week no, of July. What, one of the Disney's is already open. Yeah, but you got to look at it because, like, all of a sudden, State Fair had no things. They weren't changing anything. Then State they Fair is a lot different. But they canceled. There's so many people at State Fair. And well, all packing. You can't there. walk without being shoulder to shoulder with somebody else most times. There's also some rumor, and this is rumor right now, that there's uh, an undercurrent of people wanting to move the DNC now to State Fair because it would be open air and not at the Pfizer. Interesting. So let's just see how that developed. But that could have logistically had something, even though it's after, that could have something to do with it. But, okay, so you would wait until... I would. Okay. And, and again, this isn't a wrong answer. Honestly, I'm for, probably, in my, in, my, in my head, I'm factoring out this almost this entire year, probably. I'm probably... Not, so not you're th- done for all of 2020. If I'm a promoter, most likely I am. Okay. Now I'm being hypocritical because I'm working a show next week. Yeah. Right? But... Okay, it's not my show. Uh, Under the numbers I gave Lane, I draw one hundred and fifty. My building seats five hundred. I'd open up tomorrow. Okay. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, Corona. (laughs) God damn it! Um, I would suggest. I was right in my mouth. I covered myself. I would suggest everybody bring proper measures in gloves and masks if that's what makes them comfortable. Yeah. Well, man, I think gloves we found are not. I would encourage my wrestlers not to touch people outside of who they're wrestling. But let me now, let me just give you a sidebar story. So Frank BCW ran a show right when things were starting to shut down. Yes. And he gave an explicit order to his wrestlers: don't touch the fans. And what do you think? The first six guys out of the curtain. Oh, they, they totally high fived. Yes. So. Of course and, they did. And, and he reminded them several times, even during the show. Yes. So, just by the way, get ready to hear this on every single show, and I'm probably going to do it myself. Man, am I glad for this COVID nineteen because I didn't want to be within six feet of any of you to begin with. I get sick just by looking at you. There you go. Heel promo. So you would start with a limited audience you just get 100 150 people into a 500 seat yes how do you control the 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 stuff uh once we're in the building and i've got my people arranged in the crowd like say for example i get a group of four right so then we got my four chairs here in the front row we're going to leave out a space where there would normally be two chairs we're going to put that next group there right we're going to try to keep people separated Okay? Makes sense? Yeah. After that, it is truly on to the fan to watch out for themselves. Would like, you... you know I'm having a wrestling show here. I've asked you to wear the masks and the gloves. I've set up the chairs appropriately. What else do you want me to do? Right. So would you do a concession? Would you, would, I mean, if you had control of it, would you have a concession stand? Yes, because you, at the very least you have to sell drinks. Okay. And drinks are going to have an open top on them anyway. You have to have drinks at a wrestling show. Right. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not and if you're going to sell a drink, a cup, 
with beer or soda or whatever, and it doesn't have a cover on it, then what the hell's the difference if I sell you a hot dog? I don't disagree. Okay. What about you? Um, I, boy, I wouldn't race to be the first person to do a show. What I would do is allow a couple shows to happen, i.e. next week. Okay. Um, being that I would probably know most of the workers and a lot of the fans, see how things go two weeks from then. Yep. And then decide to book a show for about a month after that. So six weeks. So I would be looking at a mid-July open. Okay. Yeah, let me, let me just say, like, I'm not particularly excited at the prospect of working next week. I beg to differ. You put your name right down there. I you were like, my, I'm in. I put my name down there. Pick me. But I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen. Okay. If that, if no, that makes it's fine. Sense. Oh, well, you also you're the number eight contender. Well, yeah, I'm the number eight contender to the legacy title, and you know that doesn't look as good on the back of a satin jacket as the most decorated champion in Wisconsin. But I, I'm thinking about getting the satin jacket. Okay. Okay. Number eight contender. <laughs> well, you got to have a like we can peel it off. And, like, <laughs> just, like a volleyball yeah. score thing. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so. When we meet again, we're going to talk about some of the questions that were sent to us from from uh, Redneck Rick. Yep. If you didn't hear your question answered, don't worry. Just come back next time. Come back next time. We'll Melissa, help you out. Please listen to us. Um, Sh- Please tell other people. Shiler Schobert. Before we wrap up, Scott, yes. I'd like to introduce a new segment called Heartfelt Apologies. Oh. Uh, is there anyone that you would like to give a heartfelt apology to right now? Oh, boy. I mean, I'm sure there's thousands, but on the spot here. I know. What about you, Wayne? Is there anyone you'd like to give a heartfelt apology to? Maybe somebody who's cooler you've had in your possession for well over 365 calendar days. Yeah, you know what? There is. I'd like to give a heartfelt apology to Ryan Reynolds. To Ryan Reynolds. For all of the letters that I've been sending him with very, very incredibly graphic, explicit things I would do to him and, you know, also murdering his wife. Okay. You got anything yet? Um, The listeners of this show. (laughs) That is fair. That is fair. Um... I would like to uh, I'd like to issue my heartfelt apology to Isaac Duncan. Uh, I went out of my way to really make life hard on him on the internet. And I posted an apology on the internet. But I just want to go out and put it down on track. Isaac, I'm really very sorry. It's a damn shame the way things turned out. And I hope you can forgive me. Oh, wow. Um, I'd also like to apologize to the people who have not yet heard my Doc Brown impersonation. <laughs> By all means. Marty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wish you'd apologize to me for continuing to do the Doc Brown impression. Hey, somebody's going to get it one day. <laughs> somebody's going to have a good one. You know what? I hope they do. And I hope they're in their car practicing. <laughs> 
and they have no way to replicate it again. <laughs> like it's, it excites them so much they veer off the road. <laughs> no, not that, that was it. Not that, but like you'll show up here and you'll be like, dude, I nailed it. I nailed it. I was at like Lisbon on the freeway on my way home. Nailed it. And then you try to replicate it and you can't do it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough thing. Willie. trying to work it out. <laughs> Willie. Willie. That cat. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> Yo. Hey. Hey, Doc. 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 Marty, I'm sorry. Marty. Marty, I'm sorry. What's the matter, Doc? Don't worry, Marty. Marty! You know what the real problem is with your impression, guys? You don't sound like you're dying. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll work on that. All right, give us a wrap, man. Okay, so I do want to just leave with this. There's a lot of shit going on in the world right now. Um, and I, this this is serious, and it might you might think that I'm being, like, cheesy and cause, a little glib because we like to have a good time. But let's just try to understand each other's point of view a little bit. And maybe be a little bit decent. It's been a long fucking year already, and we're only in the June. Not even yet. Not even. So, let's just do that. And come back next week and listen to your questions get read on the air. Um, for Vic the Stick Ross, for Jack Spade, I am the Hotshot Scott Williams. It's the Ross Family Matters Podcast. Peace! You know, 2020? I like it. <laughs>